Good morning, America. This is The Daily Answer. Mark Dunnigan, your host. Now and then, I want to talk about our travels, and that's what I want to do in this particular show. Psalm 24, verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's. And this is an amazing existence we have. And America, I tell people, America was built for a road trip. There are, you have an ocean on either side, a common currency, for the most part, a common language. And to this day, it is filled with some amazing people. Back in July of 2020, my wife and I headed out in our sprinter van with Bella the cat. And we headed from the Oregon coast, we headed north. And one of the first place that places that we hit north of Portland is that, of course, many of you know that Mount St. Helens blew, I believe, in about 1980. And you can you can go up and you can get a fantastic view of the crater. You would head up I-5, Interstate 5, and then you would turn off at the Castle Rock exit. Then there's 504 that will take you, I believe, within about five miles of the crater. And that would be the Johnson Johnson Ridge Observatory. And right there, you are looking into the belly of the beast. And so I would really encourage you to, uh, if you can, go up to Mount St. Helens and see what it looks like after the mountain blue. And also, Mount St. Helens is one of those great examples of where Layers of sediment were laid down in hours and days rather than millions of years. And it really, it really upset a lot of the evolutionary thinking is that things that scientists said, well, the only way this can happen is over lots of time. Well, up there, you will find things that would resemble what you'd see at the Grand Canyon. But those layers of sediment didn't take millions of years to lay, to lay it down. It took like hours and days for all of that to happen. So that's real cool. Now, from there, we got back on Interstate 5 and headed north, and we stayed, We spent the night with some great friends, uh, great friends that were in Randall, Washington. And instead of going up uh, north on I-5, what we did is we decided to kind of go a little bit of a back way. And so we would come down into... Um, we would go through, like, if you look on a map, we'd hit, like, 101... And we'd go up through a little town called like Sheldon. And then we would hit Highway 3. And from Highway 3, we would go up to places like Belfair. And at that point, we would come into Bremerton. And Bremerton is a, a working naval shipyard. When I was a kid, the Missouri, where the Japanese signed the documents of surrender uh, at the end of World War II, the Missouri was still there. I believe the Missouri is in Pearl Harbor right now. But you will come through Bremerton and you will see them working on like aircraft carriers and other naval ships. And so Bremerton kind of has this rich history of a working shipyard, number of places to eat downtown. Definitely, definitely a military or you might say a Navy town. And then as you would go up Highway 3, you could come to a little town called Paulsbo, if you noticed that on the map. And there is a little bay there. Liberty Bay. And if you've never kind of looked at, I mean, if you do the RV lifestyle, there are people that do that on water and they have a boat 
And instead of coming into an RV park, you come into a marina. You book, you book a slip at a marina, a, put, a place to put your boat. You would plug in. You could get fresh water. You could empty your, your gray or your black tank. You would get fuel. They would have a laundromat there and showers and restrooms. And often near those uh, marinas, you would have access to like some restaurants and shopping and things like that. Paul's boat definitely has a Scandinavian background, like a Norwegian background. And so there's a little market there by the marina that um, sells all sorts of like European meats in the jar and meats in a can type of thing, right? And lutefisk. Um, and that's really interesting. There's also a bakery there called Sly's Bakery. And so it's a cool little downtown. You can get fish and chips. You can sit outside and you can look at the marina. And we have, we have some good friends that live in that area. From Paulsboro, you can head up. There's, there's a lot of interesting places to hit around there. There's Kingston. There's um, Port Gamble, which is kind of cool. But we went up, continue on Highway 3, and then we crossed the Hood Canal. And uh, you could go up there, and then you can veer off that, and you can hit little towns like Port Ludlow. And from there, then you can go into Port Townsend. When we were in Port Townsend, that kind of has a cool little downtown shopping area as well. You're right on the water. There is an RV park there that sits right on the water. And there's like state state parks and stuff like that around the area as well. We uh, headed all the way up to, uh, on the way to Port Angeles. And around that area, you would find the Dungeness Spit where you can walk out to a lighthouse. And there was a tremendous amount of driftwood on the beach. If you go up to Port Angeles, and that would be on Highway 101, then what you want to do is at that point, you can hit one of our national parks. And the national park I'm thinking of is the Olympics. And the Olympics have two sides. This, this would be the side where you would go up and it looks like Switzerland. And you look at all these snow-capped mountains on the Olympics. And the other side, of course, is the whole, whole rainforest. And it just seems like it takes about three hours, no matter where you're at, to get to the whole rainforest. And we have not been there yet. But that would be on the other side of the Olympics. And there would be really no quick way to get there. But in Port Angeles, then there is a, uh, there's an access point, really great access point, And you gain ele elevation. And you would go up and you would hit um, Hurricane Ridge. And... I think on our travels, Hurricane Ridge was one of the great uh, photo ops, particularly in the Pacific Northwest, because to me, it just looks like Switzerland. You're just up high elevation and there's mule deer up there, et cetera. And on the one hand, you're looking towards the Olympics and the snow cap mountains and, the, and you turn around and you can look across uh, in the Canada. Uh, across, I believe that's the Strait of Juan de Fuca. So that's really cool. So from there, we will backtrack and we will head back down. We're going to head um, from there. We're going to come down. We're going to cut, cut across through Seattle and we're going to go up and we're going to go to the North Cascades National Park. One of the national parks that you might say one of the 
national parks that get fewer visitors than the big ones. And uh, when we were up there, there's a number of places to camp. Um, it seems like a number of the campgrounds and national parks, like no electric, you had to carry your own water, you know, no hookups, but some great places to walk. And we hit there in August and there were, there was even snow on the side of the road up there in August. And the rivers were, you know, were full of water and kind of had that gray look, you know, kind of had that angry gray look as this, as the snow was melting and heading to lower elevations. Uh, North Cascades reminds me of Lord of the Rings. It really does as far as the type of mountains that are there. Very uh, rugged looking mountains, not 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 rounded, kind of crags. And um, I, I don't know what it is about it, but it just looks like some of the scenes in that first movie from the Lord of the Rings. And that there's some amazing overlooks. And so we would go through the North Cascades and we would wind through there and then you enter and then you start now coming down the eastern side and all of a sudden you're in a different you're not in fir trees you're in pine trees you're in a very dry climate and we came into the little town of winthrop washington which was just a little cool town very rustic um like a western town with the sidewalks made out of wood and there was outside dining like little neat little mexican restaurant there and little shops, little shops that you could shop in. So definitely stop through there. And then from there, we would head south and down, you, you come into the area of like uh, Chelan and uh, you have these, um, you have lakes, you are, um, and that, that was really cool to take that route down through there to Wenatchee. And Wenatchee is like, you know, one of the apple capitals of the world. I mean, they grow a lot of apples around there. We found Wenatchee clean. They have like a river walk and an area that you could bike and you could walk over a couple of different bridges. And my wife and I liked Wenatchee. And if you're going to be there, then you need to head a little further uh, to Leavenworth. And Leavenworth, I think Leavenworth is one of those towns that was about ready to die. And then someone came up with the idea of having a German theme. And so the whole town is based on like, it's like a barbarian village. And um, so like all the buildings have this, uh, you know, it makes it looks like you're you're somewhere in Germany with all the uh, kind of the scroll work and kind of the one of the few places I haven't eaten there, but I remember King Ludwig's and in the window of King Ludwig's, there was this rotisserie and there were not chickens on this rotisserie. It was, it was pork knuckle. Was it pork knuckles or ham hocks? And the ham hocks still had like that blue USDA stamp on it. <laughs> okay. And so you had this amazing porky pork flavor. That's what I call it. This just, and there it would be this ham hock and the fat was sizzling and you would get a meal that would just be this big ham hock. What? The size of a teenage girl's face. And, and that was your meal. And that's the, that's the first time I've ever seen that sort of meal. And it looked really good good and it smelled amazing so downtown leverworth it, 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 during the holidays the whole place is lit up and santa shows up and often they get snow and so a lot of people go would go there for a a, a christmas holiday 
just because you know it looks like hey this is this is what it's supposed to look like around this time of year and it's one of those places that you can, you can uh, I remember there was one place that was it was covered but it was outside dining and they had all these different sausages and so it was a sausage on a bun with stone ground mustard and sauerkraut and chopped up onion and if you really want your german experience go to leavenworth washington so from there we went back to wenatchee and then you would come along the columbia gorge i think the gorge amphitheater is there that has a number of big concerts that are shown and from there we headed towards yakima and yakima is like the palm springs it advertises itself as the palm springs of washington it is cold and dry in the winter and it is hot and dry in the summer but they do get a lot of snow and it is a major fruit producing area uh they grow like a lot of honey crisp apples and uh, cherries and so there's a lot of we have some friends there and they're right next to a honey crisp orchard and one of our favorite places to go for fresh fruit is fruit city fruit city you have yakima and then next to yakima you have a little suburb called union gap as in gary puckett and the union gap and in union gap is a little fruit stand where they're selling not stuff that they've bought at through some warehouse and they're reselling it this is where they're selling local fruit local nectarines peaches cantaloupes from, from hermiston and the sugar baby watermelon which is like a very wa round watermelon and it's dark and here's the thing that i learned last time because we bought when we left there this uh back in uh, august we bought three watermelons and i was told don't put them in the refrigerator if you just leave them out at room temperature, those things will last for weeks. Now, once you put it in the fridge, the, the clock starts ticking on it. I guess it's like eggs. If you just get eggs from a chicken and don't refrigerate them, they'll last a long time. But once you either wash them or put them in the refrigerator, then the expiration date starts. And I've never gotten a bad sugar baby watermelon. They are just amazing. They're sweet and crisp and good. And so uh, also at Fruit City, they roast their own peanuts and they roast garlic they, they, and they always have it going on. So there's a smell of roasted peanuts and roasted garlic happening at Fruit City. One of my favorite places. Yakima has a number of restaurants downtown and in other parts of the city. And um, yeah, we, we always enjoy spending time with our good friends in Yakima. From there, um, we would head and we headed up towards uh, Mount Rainier and Mount Rainier is, um, I, I, I mean, it's amazing. It's an amazing mountain, but as you go from Yakima, you would go out, you would go out Yakima, Natchez, and then you would head towards Randall up over White Pass. And there's, as you come down the other side of White Pass, there is a, and you'll see it, there's a pole out where boom, Mount Rainier jumps out as big as day. And so Randall looked like we, we kind of stopped there, but we did. There's a number of little shops. It would be like a mountain town. 
it would be like when people go up to Mount Rainier. In years past, we've we've gone actually all the way up to the lodge at what is called Paradise on the slopes of Mount Rainier. And so it's about a 20-mile drive, I think, from the entrance to get to Paradise. And again, an amazing view. So from Rando, we worked our way to Interstate 5, and then we went south on Interstate 5. We came down to the... Um, Little town of Kelso, oh, it's not little town, it's a pretty significant town of Kelso, and there's a lot going on there. There's a mill that still does a lot of lumber, there's a port there. Kelso has a lot going on as far as work and jobs. You can cross there over the bridge, you cross over the Columbia, you hit Highway 30, you're in Oregon now, and from Highway 30, we headed west to Astoria. And Astoria has all the history of like the Hudson's Bay Company and Dr. John McLaughlin and like the very first sort of excursions into Oregon and Lewis and Clark show up there. Lewis and Clark spend the winter uh, in the area of Astoria and there's a recreation of the fort that they built. There's also the Astoria Column, which is up on a hill, which an amazing view. And then you can even walk up a spiral staircase in the column and look out and get some amazing pictures. Astoria sits on the Columbia River right before it enters the Pacific. So it really doesn't sit on the beach. It's not a beach town. It's more of a river town. And there's an incredible amount of history there in Astoria. From there, if you want to head out to the beach, there's things like Fort Stevens. And Fort Stevens would be, and I saw this often on the East Coast, there are a number of places where during the Second World War, because they were afraid of a, a Japanese invasion, they had gun batteries. And so on the West Coast, one of these was Fort Stevens. And you can um, tour the remains of those gun batteries. There's a, a state park there. There was also a KOA in Warrington that we... Um, that we stayed at recently. From there, from Astoria, as you would work your way down 101, you would go through Gerhardt and then Seaside. To me, Seaside's kind of the Coney Island of all the Oregon beach towns. It has a, has a boardwalk and things like that. And then the next town after that is almost like the complete opposite of Seaside. It's Cannon Beach. Cannon Beach would be the nearest thing that Oregon would have the Nantucket, where there's like a real strict building code and cedar shakes on all the houses. Very artistic. Uh, probably some of the most expensive coastal real estate in Oregon would be in Cannon Beach. And it's definitely worth, worth a stop. A lot of people go there and will take a picture of Haystack Rock. And there's a good parking spot at Tolavana Park where you can pull off and you can walk down and get a great click click of uh, haystack rock and so yeah cannon beach is really cool and i'm going to stop right there for this particular episode in our next episode we will continue south on highway one through oregon and then into the redwoods in california um man o o oregon is an amazing state of the beauty of god's creation and we lived outside the Portland area for a number of years and you have the Willamette Valley where you have like all the produce and agriculture. And in the summer, you've got, you've got peaches, you got nectarines, you got, you got hazelnuts, you got 
all the fruits and vegetables, berries and strawberries. And there's, there's no strawberry out there better than an Oregon strawberry. And then within two hours, within two hours, you can be at the beach. You can be up in the mountains like Mount Hood and snow in like June and July. Or you can be over across the Cascades into the high desert. And so there are so many options in Oregon. I'm not sure if I know of any place where within two hours you can be in a completely different climate and look in the same state. This has been The Daily Answer, your host, Mark Dunnigan. Until next time, we'll see you later.